Are you ready to go? Yeah. Alright, it's actually... Hit record, so we're on, but I'm not going to officially start until I put this in. Or I could just upload this, just so people can get an inside look to what doing this is all about. Alright, hang on, where am I putting my timer? Hello everybody, welcome to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Ben Hobson, and introducing to the world for the, not the first time, I know what I'm talking about. 28th time. 28th time, jeez. I think... 28th time we've done this one. David Thomas is here with me. Hi, everybody. And we're going (laughs) to... Hello, Anna. I was was waiting for you to say, how you all doing? Hey, the reason why we're teaching and teasing Anna so much is she's, uh, just to say to podcast land, she's not just a a listener, she's actually one of the leaders of our church. Yes, she is. So, yeah. No, yeah, normal <laughs> listeners of this podcast who don't, very respectful. Who don't know us personally very, will be very respectful yeah, yeah. and will love, but you guys are probably a bit more lovely in your letters as well, whereas yeah. Anna felt a little bit more, here's some I suggestions <laughs> for how you can improve. No, she was good, she was good. <laughs> of course. So she's a leader, so we give her a bit of an extra. Yeah, an extra ribbing. Yeah. You're the Australian, is that an Australian term? I don't know. I have no idea, you're the Australian. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm, I'm the... Um, Exotic. Yes. <laughs> You're exotic South African. What we're going to talk about today is we're going to have a good overlook, overlook, overview, overview, overview of our armor, our Christian armor, the armor yeah. of God. And, and then, then we're going to go a bit more into detail on the belt on truth. truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Uh, just a couple of things as we begin going through the overview. I'm going to get Ben to read the oh, yes. uh, Ephesians 6 verse. Um, yeah. Yep. The armor of God, six ten. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the saints. I love that chapter, uh, that section. It's sort of, it's just spiritual warfare 101 (laughs) in a chapter, right? It's got everything in there. Yeah. Okay, before we begin talking about truth, what I'd like to start discussing is um, just let's look at armor in general and, and, and one or two things that could possibly be a, a bit of a recap. Now, what I want you to get into your thinking, your thought process is when Paul talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, the type of warfare is not this old war old type of warfare, old school warfare where you've got one army on one hill and another army on another hill and there's this beautiful valley and then it's charge and they all charge and yeah. pelting at each other and then just start ripping in at each other. I have the image of the civil war in America where yeah. you see them marching and then yeah. aim, yeah. wait, 
Fuck. Yeah, and then the other, guys, the other guys are standing there like 20 yards away from them just getting just, mowed yeah, down, you know? It's very strange. The warfare is like a terrorist war. The enemy, the enemy fights like a terrorist. So if you want to have a picture in your mind, uh, an accurate picture would be an Af- the Afghanistan war mm. currently or the war, the terrorism war right now. So you've, your enemy strikes undeclared. Your enemy is part of the population. Your enemy is hiding amongst the population. So yeah. you're going to be walking down the road and, and, and there's going to be a roadside bomb that's going to explode. This is what spiritual warfare looks like. When you, the second thing I want you to get into your mind is that when you decide to go onto a, a go onto the offensive, and you are going into a Isaiah sixty one campaign where you are deliberately going into the enemy stronghold to set the captive free, mm. according to Matthew twenty eight, where you are going into the stronghold to set the captive free to make that person a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you, in the planning room and your planning tent, chapter one, yep. it's all fine. It's lovely. It's all, yeah, hoorah, you know, wow, wow, this is fantastic. <laughs> but the minute you engage, every plan you've made basically is out the window. There's, it's chaos. There's a quote on that. Because we, <coughs> we've been gearing up for our boot camp, which we run each year. Yeah. And we have some inspirational quotes from different generals and stuff that run through or in between sessions and stuff just for the guys to get inspired. And one of them was, no battle plan survives contact with the enemy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually, remember who said it, but... I'm actually sending out a whole lot of different quotes at the moment to all the guys that are coming to boot camp. And I'm busy dealing with the uh, eight rules of fight club. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm, on, I'm on rule three, you know, first, first rules, you don't talk about it. And then, and then I, I relate it to the discipleship thing. So if you want to get that, go on to our, our, our Lifehouse Fight Club Facebook page and you can pick up all those quotes. Yeah, good call. Um, that is true. But while you're in it, while you're in the war and the fog of war comes upon you and it's just all chaotic around you, your emotions are going all over the place, this is where you've got to basically begin to apply the principles of war using the armor using the fruit yep okay so first thing first thing we've got to do is 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 how does this all work yeah all right how does your armor actually work <laughs> is that a question? No, oh, no, 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 This is just setting the ground rule, uh, the ground yeah, for, for us going into So I was supposed to pause and let the weight of your sentence just fall on podcast land. And instead I blurted out and... All right. Now, listen to this very carefully. The, the scripture you read, Ephesians 6, uh, verse 13 to 15. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day, the, when the day of evil comes... You may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, and then it goes on describing what to stand firm with. Mm-hmm. Everything you need to defeat the enemy is already here. It's there. It's right there. Um, everything you need to defeat the enemy has already been given to you by Jesus Christ. You have a defeated enemy. Jesus saw to that on the cross of Christ. Yeah. You 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 have the 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 sin 
and the attractiveness or the addiction of sin dealt with on the cross of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The wages and effects of sin, its power and the law of sin and death has been dealt with on the cross. Mm. And now you've been given weapons and you've been given fruit basically to go out and set captives free against a defeated enemy. Yeah. So we've got to remember that when how does this work? How does the armor work? First thing we need to know is the armor here that Paul is using is a picture. So he's taken a picture out of his everyday life and he's applying it on how it works, on on how this works. So it's like a, it's, it's like a metaphor. It's a picture of how you live out your relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That is, yeah. How do you live the truth? So you put the belt of truth on. What does that actually look like in your day-to-day life? Yeah, it's not... That's the armor. That is, that is essential. It's not just words that you say and you don't just strap a belt on and like to me out of all the armor the belt i'm like what you know it's a belt you know it's a little piece of leather that goes around your waist not something that can reflect bullets or flaming arrows essentially do you know what i mean Mm. and so like you're saying it's the it's a metaphorical thing what does the application of that look yeah what does the living of that out look like Okay, so in, in, in verse 11 and verse 13, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's the New King James Version. Verse 13, it says, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So, one, stand against the enemy weapons. Two, stand in the evil day. Three, once all that's done, continues to stand. So when, when, when the dust settles, you've got to be standing. <laughs> so out of these two verses of Scripture, I'll, I'll pick up three things. One, it's God's armor. Two, you are responsible for putting it on and applying it. Mm. And three, once you put it on and apply it, you have to stand against the enemy attack and the evil day. And when it's all done and dusted, you stand. So, how does that work? All right. Picture in your head. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Picture in your head the movie 300. Now, we got to, like we, I think you pointed out a couple of iPods ago where we spoke about the movie 300. Some of the movies we refer to have got some scenes that are suspect. Yes. This movie is a very gruesome movie and it's got some very suspect scenes. It does. But there are scenes in this movie that I really love. Yes. Because they, they, they give you a very vivid picture of, of, of what, we, what I'm trying to create in your mind's eye to basically learn how to apply. Now, the movie, the picture in this movie, 300, that I want you to have in your mind is, the, is, is when it's the first clash between the Persians and the Spartans. Mm. So the Spartans have gone into their battle array. The, the line is now set and the shields are up. And the Persian army is charging at them. And then the Persian army impacts on the front shields of the guys in front. The guys in the second, third, fourth row are basically holding the guys in front. All the guys in the front row are doing a standing. Yeah. All right. 
then the scene changes where it goes down to watch their feet and you actually see their feet moving backwards yeah now here's the thing they are not being defeated backwards they are not retreating it's just the weight of the persians pushing them backwards till it reaches a tipping point where the force of that impact no longer carries an effect they're not going back so their legs are standing they are standing they are not moving backwards it's just they're not retreating or stepping backwards they are standing mm. in the attack in the evil day on the evil day on the attack on, yeah. against the wilds of the enemy yeah so you can imagine what they must be thinking what must the second row be thinking? So the thought processes during that period of attack, your thoughts are your thoughts. Hmm. And your emotions are still at work during that period of time. And yet, you stand. Yeah, yeah. And so what you're saying is, you know, the guy in the third row back who can't necessarily see what's happening up the front could be freaking out. Could be freaking We're getting out. pushed back. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. You know? and, but he's been trained... To stand. stand, yeah. No matter what he's thinking or what he is feeling, he has been trained to stand. Recruitment and training mm. comes mm. into play now in the battle. Yeah. So like you're saying, you're still emotional, still caught up in fear yep. or anger or caught up in a lot of different yep. stuff, but you're standing there. Yeah, so standing darts there. are flying around, arrows are flying around, circumstances are going crazy, people are going pra- crazy, there's outright demonic attack against you. And what you've got to do right now is stand. Why stand firm? Because there is a particular circumstance that the enemy is developing. He's developing an ambush specifically for you. And you need to be alert and aware. And when you trigger that ambush, when you trigger that attack, those arrows start to come. The wiles of the enemy start to come. The plans of the enemy start to come against you. That is when you are to stand... And what there's a number of things you've got to do. One, you've got to stand on the ground that is already yours. The freedom that Christ has given you, you know, the relationships that Christ has given you, the fellowship that Christ has given you, the fellowships within those relationships. And um, I'm going to be preaching on fellowship and relationship this Sunday, which is, well, today's date is, just to give a date, 11th of May. And I'm talking specifically about relationships and fellowship at that time. You've got to protect that. So all of those things you've got to stand to protect because the enemy is going to come in, attack you to try and create a foothold environment within one of those areas with using words and using deeds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which you've talked about. Which we've talked extensively, about. Yeah. So, so you've got to be aware that he will use opportunities. I, I, we, we've been speaking about preparing for boot camp. I call this the silly season (laughs) because he is going to use every opportunity to try and distract me from my preparation for boot camp. Yeah. You know, where, where, where something that three weeks ago wouldn't make me go nuts. Today is going to make me go nuts. I need to be aware. Because we're also, we're at a state of being a bit heightened because it's getting, like you say, the silly season. We're all a bit just firing all the time. Yeah, we, 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 we are preparing to impact and set men free. Yeah, it's not... The enemy is terrified of that. Yeah. And so he's going to try and defeat us right at that point. And so he's going to try and divide us right now in terms of what we're going to be doing. And so, you know, when you're tired, when you've had a fight at home, mm. uh, economy drops and your finances are looking a little bit shaky. Or you lose your job even. Um, you, know, you know, all, all this kind of stuff. 
you've just got to be you, you've just got to be aware um of the of this attack that's coming and like you see, you've said before be aware of the season that you're in yep so we're in the silly season and because we have that knowledge yeah. we know when an attack yeah. is coming or when something's coming to take us off course a fair bit yeah yeah. So, so in preparation for this now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on to the, the, the belt of truth right now. But the last thing I want to say, and I don't know where I got this illustration from. I think it might come from Chip, Chip Ingram and his book, The Invisible War. Very good. Or one of the other guys that I read or, or listen to. So anyway, one of, the, one of the things that I find amazing is that in all the stories we read or all the movies that we watch, there is always... And, it's the, and, and, and you've got to ask yourself, where does this story actually come from? Because it reflects the original story. So there's always a situation where an evil warlord or an evil magician or something like that rises up and, and, and starts oppressing. And then somehow, somewhere, just an ordinary little person gets called into a big picture. Mm. And then he goes on a quest to find hidden armor. Yeah, and then he gets this mystical armor, puts it on, and then he goes on and def- calls a band together and defeats. It is a it is a, it is a classical kind of story structure, and I'm as a person who's deeply interested in story and um, being an author and stuff. I've been reading a lot about this guy called Joseph Campbell, and he wrote a book I think in about 1930 called Hero with a Thousand Faces. And what he did, he went through all of the stories through every culture that he could find, every ancient culture, and he analysed what's the same about all of them, and it seriously is exactly like a Christian walk. It's a black like story. A, guy, a kid, like you're saying, a youth out in the wilderness, and then an older mentor will come into his life and sort of train him up and enter him into a bigger world. And Gideon, yeah, it's Moses, ama- David, yeah. Elisha, Elijah. It's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You. Yeah. The armor of God. A battle to fight. We learned this at Wild at Heart, John Elger's Wild at Heart, a battle to fight. Mm. Going out to fight for our families, for our churches, for our community, to stand for truth. Mm. Yeah. Love it. I love it too. So it's, <laughs> it's very inspirational. Okay, belt of truth. Belt of truth. Um belt of truth I can actually yeah. say that this was one of the first things that you took us through when I first moved to Queensland and the first one of the first foundations things you went through the armour of God and I remember being so like I can still remember what you're going to say <laughs> right now so I'm pretty excited so any question yeah. I fire at you you're going to have the answer just like uh, that don't go that <laughs> but maybe I don't know I don't know don't, give, don't feel that as licensed to ask me questions though <laughs> Okay, all right. Now, what, one of the interesting things about the armor is every piece of armor is Jesus Christ. That I didn't remember. <laughs> no, that I didn't teach you. <laughs> <laughs> Purposely? You withheld? No, 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 no. It's a revelation. Yeah, I've, learned, right. I've learned some more. Wow. I've learned every, Explain that, yeah. Every piece. Jesus is the truth. Yep. Righteousness. Salvation. The word, the gospel. Yeah, right, jeez. Christ in you. And so as much as this is God's armor, it now becomes your armor. 
Isn't that incredible? Just, it is just, incredible. Just, put that, just go and meditate on that, all right? That is incredible. Just go and meditate on that. Every piece of armor is Jesus. Jesus is in you through the Holy Spirit, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And this armor is God's armor, and it now becomes your armor. It's yours. You know? So, the truth now, okay, we all know what the truth is, etc., etc., but how does the truth actually work? Because the, the belt of truth in, in Paul's picture is the belt is central to putting the breastplate on. Yeah. Okay, so the breastplate is sort of, found, uh, you know, linked and, 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 and steadied onto the belt of truth and then the weapons and equipment the soldier wears is carried on the belt. And you see that in modern warfare too. Yep. You've got this web belt in which you've got your water, you've got your pistol, you know, and then you can connect other stuff to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, your backpack can be connected to that as well. Your your ammunition is connected to all of that as well and, and different types of webbings and webbing structures. And so, essentially, the belt of truth is sort of the core on which you have to operate. So what does that actually look like? All right. Now, this stuff I get from Chip Ingram, so you can go go get his book. It's a fantastic book. Um, and, I, and, and I'm going to add in a lot of other stuff from other authors as well. Uh, Derek Prince is one of my mentors. You know, he never knew me, but I, I'm <laughs> sitting there. All right. So if you, if you go and read... This is this is this is what the belt of truth is. The belt of truth practically applied is a state of truth that exists between you and God. That's the relationship. It's a it's a living, vibrant relationship of truth between you and God. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now how often do we as people have these little hidden areas within our life? Yeah. That we think God doesn't know about. Yeah. Or that we refuse to look at. Okay. Now, yeah. if, if the belt of truth is the foundation on which the armor rests, then if we've got these hidden areas, these are areas in which there's going to be a gap within the armor that a while of the enemy, an attack of the enemy can come through mm. and actually hit us because these are areas, these are strongholds, these are... These are areas of wear and tear on on this. And that is where the gap will come if we are not in a truthful relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no truth that that, that exists between us. Would that also apply to being truthful and being honest with yourself about where you're at? That's the next step. That's the next step? That's the next step. Sorry to step on. No, that's fantastic. No, that's the next step. are, Are you... Do you see yourself as you are... Or do you have a mask on? Now, we teach the men at the boot camp on the material from John Eldridge, Wild at Heart. This is called the poser. This is called the fig leaf, etc., etc. And this, you know, we teach you all about that. So when you look at yourself, do you see yourself truly as you are? And that is a very important distinction to make. And it's not just that the pose could look like a guy who is being really aggressive or a guy who is being really like he knows everything but really deep inside he's, he's scared and frightened. But it's also, and this is what happens to me, is where you don't look at yourself very in a very flattering way. You know, Jesus 
like you say, recruited me. There's obviously something about me that he he loves me more than anything else. Any other thing in this entire world, right? The God of the universe loves me. And I just find that I sometimes look at myself in a false humility. Yeah. And a lot of insecurity, a lot of issues with confidence. Be and that's of, not being honest with myself either. Yeah, it's be a bit of worm pride there. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, pride, that, that, yeah. that's like a, the real old religious spirit. You're either huffing and puffing with pride like a peacock or you're a worm pride person where you look look at me, you know, I'm, I'm so humble, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's... And, and, and I whip my back in humility. Look at me. Well, to me, it's, it's just lack of belief that Jesus would want me. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's mm. an insecurity. So it's like what you say. It's like that worm pride. But at the same time, it's an actual deep-rooted belief of my own that is not true that i needed i've needed to unearth i've needed to dig up so what you what what a person needs to do is that person needs to go back to the first three chapters of ephesians and basically have a good look at the relationship that exists between you and god and i'm going to try and talk a little bit about i'm just going to introduce the subject on on sunday and the fellowship that exists between you and god Mm. Okay, that 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 is crucial, and there and, and 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 so the relationship the relationship is set. Now we need to enter into that fellowship zone. And the fellowship zone is based on a true relationship between myself and God that needs to exist. So the relationship God has saved me and set me free, and I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I'm therefore a son of the Most High God based on the works of Jesus Christ. Yes. All right. Now, as the Lord begins to do work of salvation within my life and and I begin to step closer to the Lord, I start changing from being a baby in Christ to being an adolescent in Christ to become a a young man in Christ and then to start transitioning to become a true son, Mm. walking in maturity. Mm. That's a progression that I need to be taking. Mm. The more and more I walk towards that, the more and more I need to operate in truth because that is the area of fellowship that needs to be developed. A true relationship that exists between God and myself. Why is this so crucial? Because it is this belt of truth, this true relationship that exists between myself and God and and how I see myself in light of how God sees me and I need to be operating in that truth zone that actually starts to defeat the first while or the first arrow the enemy throws my way. Mm -hmm. Now, the first arrow that comes my way is to deceive. It's the arrow of deception. Yeah. I was thinking about this as I was preparing for this. This um, all warfare is based on thing. deception. All warfare is based Some on deception. <laughs> now here's the question that I didn't teach you when you first oh, learned this. Okay. All right. See if you can handle this question. You Ben. All right. Yes. You, ben. Me. Ben Warrior. Warrior Ben. Yes. All right. And. Uh, what or who is the biggest danger in creating deception in your life? Oh. <laughs> what or, okay, what or who? If you're going to be deceived, well, I say- which is the biggest area of danger that that deception is going to come from? As in, what does it look like? Yeah, yeah. Name it. Doubt. Doubt in myself. Okay, who, who, who's going to bring that doubt? Other people. 
people around her and my, my reactions to other people. Mm. Am I getting closer? No. You just, the enemy. You, no. You, you're going Jesus. Okay. <laughs> just throw a good old Jesus in there. Answer to all our questions. Oh. I don't know. That's hard to... It's my flesh. It's like... Nah, close. I'm closer? Closer. Yeah. Because I react. And I, I... Yeah. I don't know. The greatest danger... And this is what the enemy tries to trigger. Is for you to deceive yourself. Mm. For you to believe a lie about yourself. Mm. And so if you do not have the belt of truth on, so if there is no true relationship between you and God, and God and you, and you do not have a true relationship with yourself, and there's a little element in there, there's a little door in your life yeah. that is closed, locked, padlocked, yep. hammered, drilled, and behind that door, there's a, 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 a mask that you believe of yourself or a wound or a damage or, or whatever. Yeah, definitely. That is the area that the enemy is going to come in because that's an area of stronghold and that's an area which says there's no true relationship. You know, there, there, there's an area where there's there, there's a belt buckle loose yeah. on this thing. Yes, I see. And so the greatest danger for being deceived is being self-deceived. And that, just to use an example that happened this morning, was, and this is just a very minor illustration, but we had a Mother's Day service on Sunday, which was wonderful. We like to celebrate all the daughters of our king on Mother's Day, not just the women who are mothers, but, you know, all women. Yeah, we celebrated all the ladies. All the ladies, which was really good, and it recorded really well, and then I went to upload it this morning, and the file is missing on our Mac computer, and... In the past, you know what comes at me, don't you? Like you can tell what's, what's going to come at me is just, what have you done? You've stuffed up. You've wrecked everything. Look at what you've done. You're not fit to be doing this, and you should condemn yourself, that whole thing. And that's what came at me, yeah. the agreement that I could make with that. Like I could say, yeah, you know what? I am useless. I am worthless. But because of the renewal of you know, my life, like my heart, that Christ has renewed my heart and the belt of truth, as you say, my relationship with Christ, I, I didn't, it didn't affect me that much, I have to yeah. say. In the past, it would have been a day or two of agony, <laughs> but it was a good, good two minutes. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I did my best. I have a, you know, God knows me. I did my best. I mean, so, so some of the lies, some of these lies, like that, like that, 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 that you discussed there. Take care of yourself because no one else will. Yeah. You know, that's one of them. The Bible is written centuries ago, so it's not relevant to my, my, my circumstance today is another lie. Isolate truth yourself. is relative. Yeah, truth is relative, you know. Um, so what's true for me is not necessarily true for true you. For you. Um, that's your conviction. Well, if God's so loving, why would he let all these things happen in the world? And woe is me. Um, stand up for your rights regardless because no one else is going to stand up for you. Yeah. And so we've got all of these little little things there. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when, when the Lord comes in to start dealing with this, to get this belt of truth really operating fully, um, one of the first 
areas now 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 I want you to understand this to identify an area of deception in your life or an area of self-deception in your life one of the first responses when this gets touched is denial yeah <laughs> isn't it jeez isn't it jeez hiding denial blaming or shift blaming etc etc so we 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 got to be very careful to discern because the next attack after this so the enemy will send this first arrow at you the second arrow coming at you will be condemnation and we'll deal with that next when we deal with the breastplate of righteousness because truth the belt of truth deals with deception the breastplate of righteousness deals with condemnation Mm. so we we got to learn and drill it into ourselves the difference between Conviction and condemnation. Yeah, definitely. So uh, this one. is this is the first one that we've got to do. Um, oh, we got to wrap this up, I think, because we're running out of time there. Anna doesn't mind how much time we've got left. <laughs> true. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you cannot be honest before God, when the evil day comes, you will not be able to stand. Yeah. So you have to begin the process now. If you if you, if you're one of these people that get up in the morning and put on the belt of right of, of truth, belt of truth, right? Well, here's a new way to put on the belt of truth. Get up, take your disguises off, and enter a true relationship between you and God. Mm. In other words, Lord, this is me. Yeah. This is hi. This is David. This is this is the real me. No mask. This is the real me. Yeah. And I begin to see who I am through your eyes. Mm. And the Lord, and, and and as we enter into that fellowship and and develop that intimacy with the Lord, He will say, "Well, this is me." And we start developing that strong relationship, and we we we, we enhance the relationship. And progress the relationship from baby to warrior by strengthening the fellowship that exists between us. Mm. And the fellowship is based on truth. Yeah, and that, yeah, truth. I, can I say the biggest thing that I find the hardest to admit to God is when I am afraid. Mm. And because it sounds unbiblical, because I'm not trusting Him fully, yeah. but what I am doing is trusting Him with my fear and I just find it so refreshing to chat to have a talk with him oh this situation I'm a bit nervous about this it's really weighing you know just yeah yeah, like you're saying it's that's much more important than James James talks about that scripture in the mirror you know it's it's, it's just it's just that it's a a really good scripture if you don't like what you see you know um, yeah then possibly there's a little bit of deception there yeah uh Defensiveness is another identi- identifying mark in terms of a yeah. little bit of self-deception. I was going to say, like, as soon as that's a good trigger, like, mm. as soon as you can sense yourself starting to make excuses yeah. or justifying something, regardless of even if you sound completely right, really investigate yeah. that in yeah. your heart because it might be yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> just just one word of warning just before I wrap this up is we 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 talking about. Uh, getting ourselves right, etc. Later on, I want to just bring in a little bit of a discussion. It'll be a couple of podcast time once we finish talking about the weapons. 
is when we are functioning in battle and the enemy throws an accusation at us, a false accusation at us, an accusation that comes from the religious spirit regarding our stand. You know, we've got to be very, very careful of, and this goes back to understanding the difference between conviction and condemnation. Yeah. This goes back to relationship with the Lord, our true relationship with the Lord. This goes back to understanding the difference between someone rebuking us and someone reproaching us. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, so it's a full understanding of the use of, of our weapons. All right, belt of truth, the breastplate, and the sword cannot function without the belt of truth on. So it starts with an open, honest relationship with God and with yourself. Mm. It's about your relationship and fellowship. So your relationship is set by Jesus. And so now we go into the fellowship aspect of it, that intimacy with the Lord. And that's that intimate life between you and God, the intimate fellowship between you and God based on truth. Is the belt of truth, does that also affect your relationship with other people? Yes. So you have to remain truthful in all yes. relationships. Yes, yes. Cool. And 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 this, just, just uh, again, another warning because... You know, oftentimes we as Christians, we, 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 the religious spirit will come in at us and say, well, we've got to become doormats. Yes. Just because of what you've said there, oh no, well now, now that means you're a doormat. No, 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 no. There are relationships and there are relationships. I'll talk about that on Sunday. There are relationships that you enhance. There are relationships. There's nothing you can do with a, about a relationship. Mm. But a relationship can be good and it can be bad. Yes. It's the fellowship between that relationship that you either enhance or sever. Yeah, okay. You know, say, say for example, uh, you're a brother in Christ and you've gone deliberately into sin. You've gone deliberately into the world. Mm-hmm. You will still be my brother in Christ. Mm. But while you're in the pig farm, our, relation, our, our relationship is still there. But our fellowship needs to be managed very well, yeah. very carefully, because yeah. re- fellowship is two-way street. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, uh, Psalm 139, verse 23, 24, good daily prayer. Um, and just, just, you know, just begin applying the armor of tr- the belt of truth by begin developing an open and true relationship between you and the Lord and mm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And this will then start reflecting with others. One word of warning, the minute God comes into your life and circumstances and you begin wearing this armor as your own, it will realign your life to God's throne, to God's purposes. And as that realignment takes place, there will be a disruption within your life in relationships. Yes. And you need to be very aware of what fellowship needs to be enhanced and what fellowship needs to be managed and curtailed yeah and just just also i would just suggest over the next few weeks as we investigate the other parts of the armor that are reliant on the belt of truth just really keeping the idea the the metaphor of the belt of truth really firmly in the back of your mind as we look at the breastplate of righteousness which i think we're doing next week well, we're doing it next, but next we, week we're doing it now. And yeah. then you'll get it. <laughs> you'll get it next week. And, and then uh, sword boots and the boots 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 of truth and the and the sword 
Later, yep. Later as well. Yeah, so just keep that in mind, guys. All these armor, all interlocked. Yeah. All dependent on one another. It's all vital. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. We'll leave it there. And uh, as always, check out our website, www.life-house.net. On there, are heaps of resources, lots of writing from David Thomas. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm so behind. There. No, it's behind. Oh, oh my, oh, David. I'm but so we behind. do, we do have. David was mentioning he's going to do a sermon on Sunday on relationships. That'll be up next week, so you guys can check that out, and you can find the link for that on our website. But other than that, we'll see you later. Awesome. See you guys. Bye.